Welcome to the Bourbon Library After Hours. On this podcast, Ryan and I reflect back on past episodes, give the bourbon another taste, and explore a little deeper into our family dynamic. After Hours starts now. Welcome to the Bourbon Library After Hours. In this episode, we will be drinking Michter's Bourbon. Um, Michter's Small Batch. US 1. US 1. Stripe Bourbon. This was episode three in the Bourbon Library podcast. And um, it's a good episode. Just listening to it now. It's it's super solid. It's... uh, and it's kind of funny. It's, it's a little immature at times. Oh, very immature. Uh, <laughs> S- seriously immature. It's fun though. We uh, we are finding our footing a little bit. Yeah, we um, we're very jokey, but I think you know it gets it gets through. And and yeah. also, I mean, we can talk about this in a second. But um, well, I was going to say this is what I love about art. Like I I think people take stuff. Well, art and food, we take it too seriously sometimes. And bourbon too is always like. Bearded dudes, cigars, the whole thing is just very serious and like nerdy. And uh, I, I just think it's like, it can be pretend it's like alcohol and it's fine bourbons yeah. and, and like whiskeys, the prices can be kind of like uh, all over the place. So it, it can be a little nose in the air. Yeah. And I think it should, there should be easy points of access and it should be, it can be lighthearted and playful and fun. I mean, that's what we do in our work in general, right? Well, well, we fuck and, with the, the whole thing. And for us to be in the bourbon world, it has to be those things. Yeah, yeah. For us to exist. That's basically, it has to be hilarious and weird and not know that much. <laughs> <laughs> for us for us to be a part of it. <laughs> we want to play too, you know, Coach. <laughs> but me and Coach make the scoreboard different. And we're both looking happy Gilmore in the bourbon world. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. We swing hard. Let's, yeah. let's um taste it. I'm, you want to pour it? I'll yep, you pour it this time. Oh, that's a beautiful sound. Just listen to that, folks. Woo. Yeah. You know what? Let me say this about Michter's before we smell and taste it and enjoy it. I, since this episode, have not had Michter's, have spent, every time I talk about bourbon, I think about Michter's. It was not one I would have picked out purely by the name. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I thought it was an Irish whiskey, and I don't love Irish whiskeys. But uh, we learned that it's not that, and it, the name is a combination of the creator's two names or the whatever. Two sons, the yeah. two sons. Peter and, uh, and Mitchell? Yeah. And so, uh, uh, but I I loved it. I remember loving it. Now, I love every bourbon two or three sips in. Uh, in our episodes, typically. so Or at least I try to find something I like about it. Uh, you know, if you if you'd go in... Do you know these companies are are obviously not, you know, the big companies at least know what they're doing. They just have very specific flavor uh, choices, or they've made very specific decisions. But because um, you kind of have to, you, right? so if to you, yeah, be to be unique and to be, but to also be a, a big player in the game, mm-hmm. uh, you, you can't just be messing around. So uh, you know, if you go looking, you're going to find. Something about it probably that you find rewarding. But Michter's is the first one where I was like, I hadn't tried it. And I was like, oh, this yeah. is really good. This might become my bourbon. Ironically, I haven't had it since, so this is exciting. Yeah, let's uh, let's smell it. What are you smelling? <sighs> Interesting. Like locker room. Yeah, yeah like socks. <laughs> like socks. Kind of stinks. Kind of stinks. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, that, that is another whiskey 
tasting tip that um, I I learned watching a Fred Minnick video was like the some of the one of the first things you do uh, after you look at the color, look at the legs, is you uh, smell for flaws. So like the you know some of the turpentine, some of that. Yeah, that sort of I get the turpentiney vibe or something out but, of the gate, but but then afterwards you sort of you try to find that sweetness. I feel like I definitely know what to look for when I'm uh, in the first, second, and third sort of taste and and uh, the finish, etc. But the nose, I'm still learning a lot about. Yeah, I would say me too. No, that's an, and that's one of those things I think where you can pull from one of those tasting note sheets. Yeah, it'll help. That way, it just gives you a vocabulary to work with. You got to know what you're looking for. Yeah, because how would you know or where to start? Yeah, exactly. I, I actually and then form I'm getting a lot of floral notes in the on the nose, and I don't know if that. There's like one smell in it I don't like that feels unnatural and one smell mm -hmm. that is very floral. Absolutely. Um, also, trying different nose sides yeah. has an impact, which is kind of cool. I just found that out the other day, and I think that's very cool. Another, um, another uh, Fred Minnick uh, golden nugget. Yeah, totally useful. Thanks, Fred. Um, oh, Fred, geez, stop giving stop, us all this information. Stop with all your information. <laughs> Is this just us saying stuff Fred said? <laughs> Sorry, uh, but Sorry, Fred. No, Fred, seriously. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> uh, let's give it a try. Yeah. I got to clear my nose. <laughs> when I looked at you, I just started clearing my nose too. I don't think that I needed to. Sometimes I cough because the alcohol. Mm. Is this higher proof? No, it's it's not, right? Or... or I don't know. I did just drink some juice. So I, I think I'm curious. Well, that first air of, uh, of alcohol when it's higher alcohol. I mean, this is still we're dealing with stuff that's pretty high proof compared to like a beer or a wine. You're getting a fair amount of like liquor vapors. Uh, Kentucky hug. No, the Kentucky hug is the, the spicy bite. No, I thought the Kentucky hug is the burn in your chest. Yeah, it's the burn in your yeah. chest. That's what I think like the not the spice, but like the bite in your chest is what yeah. I think. Of. I think when it, I always often say yeah, this one bites back. That's yeah. what I think of. That's more like the sizzle on my tongue, but then there's like the sort of burn in your chest. That's the Kentucky hug. But I would say there's like a, there's like spirit vapors. That sounds cool. Spirit vapors. Yeah, it does. That sort of makes me cough sometimes. My first like. Whew. What's interesting too is um, we're drinking this neat. Mm -hmm. And for the most part, until recently, I don't drink, I don't really drink bourbon -y. I did uh, initially because I wanted to like feel like yeah. gruff. Yeah. And then I was like, I just like it when it opens up with some ice. Yeah. I mean, water goes a long way. You should not be afraid to have it with a drop of water or some ice. But like it, the flavors definitely open up. No doubt about it. Yes. But now like with this show and... Yeah. Trying to taste it and really pull every flavor yeah. and note yeah. out of it. Yeah. You have, like, just to taste it. Yeah. I, I would say, like, drinking it neat has helped me yeah. do that. And it makes it, because water does dilute it, I guess. And, you know, it proofs it down. Well, I don't get a lot, I don't get anything out of the nose if I've got ice in there. Yeah. Because you like, just, can't, it just smells cold. It smells like ice and ice and alcohol. But yeah, I mean, it's super floral. Mm. So it always tastes different to me. I like Michter's. I like Mictors a lot. I think Mictors is very sweet. Mm -hmm. I think Mictors is real sweet. Yeah. Uh, I think that, uh, and I had their sour mash as well uh, and really liked that one. I just want to make a note real quick. Note it up. So this is episode three of the Bourbon Library that we're, we're remembering, recalling, re-whatever. Uh, and um, Re-exploring. Re-exploring. 
And in that episode, my dad brings up Sour Mash and knows quite a bit about it mm-hmm. uh, and brings up a very fond memory from our childhood, which is Amish friendship bread, which my mother used to make uh, and kind of discusses in detail sort of what that is and how it relates to Sour Mash. And uh, he recently did the same thing. Yeah. He, he seemed to know less about Sour Mash, but remember <laughs> the Amish friendship bread uh, comparison and we, we dig into it deeper. So uh, keep a lookout because episode 15 of... For 14 for the... Uh, four, uh, no, it'll be episode yeah. 15. 14 is already out. This one's not out yet. I think 14 is Old Tub and 15 is Maker's Mark. That's yeah. why I have 15 in Maker's my Mark is where we talk about old friendship bread. No? No, no. Old Maker, Tub. It's 14. I don't remember. <laughs> Alec, one glass, two glass, three glass. Yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> one glass, two glass, three glass. What's my name? <laughs> one glass, two what? glass, three glass. Am I dating a fan? <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say something about looking up at the ceiling. Am, like, I, why am I, I looking up at the ceiling? <laughs> one glass, two glass. Who's driving this fan? <laughs> <laughs> would, that, that it's so funny because we're being uh, like a bit more silly in it. That's reminiscent of episode three. Yeah. So it's definitely yeah. like where it goes off the rails a little yeah. bit as far we as we don't take it so seriously. Humor and yeah, yeah, we we're really just like having fun. Yeah, yeah. And I want to get back to that. Yeah, me too. I like me too. I liked it that way. Uh, because we can always narrate facts, but just to have fun on the calls and drink good bourbon is. More important. Episode about Old Tub, whatever the number is. Mm-hmm. We bring up Sour Mash again. And right. my dad, Timmy, doesn't really know how to explain it. He looks it up and has a good explanation. And uh, my dad knows about it but do- doesn't say too much about it. Uh, but then he brings up Amish friendship bread again. So it's brought, brought up twice in the series so far. Uh, but I get a chance to go into a deeper dive on that, which will be uh, worth listening to because it's a big part of my childhood, a big, very fond memory uh, and I just love this idea that connecting uh, our love of bourbon and uh, now to like things that we loved when we were younger. Mm-hmm. I think there's a real connection to, I mean, just baking in general is really connected to bourbon. Uh, it's a fine bread that we're drinking here. It's interesting that you say that because oh, in the yeah? Maker's Mark episode, really, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it then. Okay. But bread is very important. What's the finish on this guy? Uh... Hmm. I would say it's medium. I'd say it's a little, it's a medium, medium, to long, it's a medium finish with a little bit of chocolate in there. Yeah, definitely a chocolatey finish. It's interesting to have that floral yeah. nose and that floral taste as well. And then have a chocolate like flowers and chocolate. Yeah, it's flowers and chocolate. Absolutely. What this kind is- of chocolate? A milk chocolate, a dark chocolate, not too dark a chocolate, but not necessarily milk chocolate either. Somewhere in between. Yeah. A higher, Cacao? Yeah, higher level. cacao. <laughs> level? Yeah. You know, cacao is a very spiritual ingredient. I know. I have some that I'm going to... There's a thing called a cacao ceremony, uh, which I recently did at a Buddhist retreat, and uh, or a Tibetan retreat, Tibetan Buddhist retreat. And, uh, you know, there's some spiritual elements to cacao. So uh, I, I like to think that um, there's some spiritual elements to bourbon as well. Well, they are spirits. They are spirits. So I'm just connecting the dots here. Man of science. On, on after hours. Right next to me. What do you What do you love most about Christ. the Mictors episode? And uh, what is that experience for you when you're not worried about hosting them? Oh, uh, the experience doesn't change whether or not I'm hosting an episode. 
I think that I, uh, I mean, maybe more, me. maybe more, <laughs> maybe more now than it did before. Yeah. Because I'm more, you know, as we've, we we were less self-conscious in the early episodes and we're getting more like aware. Not only are we aware, you and I are in media. We're aware in general of things we're saying, mm-hmm. how we're saying them, how to create bites to some extent, how to like, mm-hmm. you know, I talk. think, how to talk on camera and feel yeah. like a normal person. Uh, but uh, our family, they're not trained in media. My dad's an engineer, Uncle Timmy... Writes business plans. He's a traveling businessman. Yeah, and Devin is really in shipping of some sort. Logistics. He's and explained shipping. it several times. Still have no clue. But he's in shipping. Mm-hmm. And uh, they don't have media training. And we don't have media training. We just have experience. But uh, but everybody is starting to become aware of they've heard the episodes now and they've 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 given they know what it's what kind of sounds like what it sounds like and they know how we can use the raw material Mm -hmm. they're becoming a little bit more uh aware of that and so the dynamics changing a little bit i think um well also this episode in particular you hear me ask devin what are you tasting yeah and he says bourbon yeah and now he has some of the most specific bourbon tasting notes and that had to be only a couple months ago. Yeah. No, De- Devin's you know, done. Devin's grown an incredible amount as far as like, I feel like I'm falling behind. I mean, Devin really has like, he's studied bourbon and, and thinks a lot about bourbon mm-hmm. uh, and, and spends a lot of time uh, in the famed bourbon library, our dad's <laughs> actual home bar, which he did not have at the beginning of the series. Oh yeah. Uh, he, they bought a house and he built uh, well, he had a version of his of his library, but now he built his own bar in his basement. Uh, it was, and it it's, was almost it's not, conceptual at first. And yeah, now it's the this is the actual. It was at, it, it was conceptual and it was somewhat aspirational. Now it's the real deal. Like he has an, a legitimate bourbon bar in his basement, um, and uh, so Devin spends a lot of time there studying all the books. <laughs> and uh, those two, uh, I, I they read I, each other excerpts. Yeah, I would say uh, something that I think is really fun about. What we've been doing too is that they're, they're, those guys are best friends. Oh right? yeah, Devin's our middle friends. brother, and Alec and I are best friends. We work together. You know, we have this real. Never said that before. Yeah, I was like You're my best friend. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, okay, moving, but I mean, moving up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> De- Alec and I are second best friends. Uh, <laughs> no, but you know, we we spend a lot of time together. We're very close, and. Uh, my dad and Devin uh, are really close, almost like brothers in a way, the way they act yeah, together. Yeah, they kind of team up. They team up and, you know, I've seen my <laughs> – sounds horrible, but I've seen my dad punch Devin. What? Yeah, like he got mad at Devin and he punched Devin. Uh, not like in the face or anything, but like uh, – no, De- Devin threw – well, tossed a cat onto my dad's oh. – onto my dad's uh, lap and my dad was wearing – what what I uh, appeared sleeping. what appeared to be oh no that was a different time uh, <laughs> what appeared to be wind pants or something you know wind oh, pants oh yeah oh, and yeah. and it and the cat ripped the pants and Devin my dad just got mad daddy got mad he just he punched Devin like Bruce Lee style just like, from the chest but just, I remember being like it's weird because we're adults now yeah and like Devin was kind of like yeah no I I, yeah, whoops. I I had that come in <laughs> touched the hot uh, stove and was like yeah that burned. So it was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, that, but that was like, it's like, it was symbolic of their closeness in a funny way. Like the way we can be as brothers sometimes, uh, super hot, really fast, one punch. And then we're back to hugging, laughing, drinking bourbon together. Mm-hmm.
that's kind of at least my 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 experience of brotherhood. It sounded like you said at least. Uh, you might. Have. We need to talk about that. What is a least? Well, uh, unfortunately, I probably did say a least, only, <laughs> only because if you look at my early, be, be if you, Pacific. Yeah. <laughs> if you, well, we're going to talk about a least because Alec, you say a least. A least, yeah. A least. I really say it. But if you look at my early journals or anything I wrote, and I used the word at least to those two words, I thought they were one word. At least. How do you spell that? At least. A C T L E A S T. Oh, not A K L E A S T. No, why would I use a K? I don't know. That just. I mean, it's not right anyway. Why would I use a C? But I. (laughs) I, uh, (laughs) When spelling words incorrectly. No, but that's (laughs) the thing. I I I used to say at least. Yeah. Uh, And nobody stopped me. In fact. I was in the gifted and talented uh, <laughs> class called Up, Up, and Away. And now in hindsight, I'm wondering how gifted and talented that class really was. The class of... Yeah, uh, they were sort of like, we're going to take you out of regular class and put you in this special class. Mm, yes. Called Up, Up, and Away. The old switcheroo. <laughs> the old switcheroo. Like, because you're so smart. <laughs> yeah, we had to take you out of the regular class. We had to take you out of the regular class, put you in this other class. Oh, well, you know. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> let me let me ask you this. Yeah. Do you buy this? Yes. Or, absolutely. Or pass. I like Mictors quite you a say bit. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know, man. I I I respect it and appreciate it. I don't love it. Yeah. It's just I, not my I don't know. I don't know that it's as complex as I remember. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's very sweet. But I think I really, really enjoy Mictors. Yeah. Yeah. I want to. It's yeah. just not quite there. Just for doesn't me. do it for you. It's like eighty percent. Wow. What's the proof on this? Do we decide? We don't know. We, yeah. Well, yeah, we do. It's ninety-one proof. There we go. It's ninety-one proof. Yeah, and that makes uh, that makes sense. It's also I, a, a heritage wonder, heritage bourbon. That's right. Yeah, which is feel, something like, we should we should mention. I think that we talk a little bit about this episode in particular. We started to realize that yeah, there's a story being told that's not entirely accurate to history of the truth. Well, yeah, it's sort of one of those brands that existed, went away during the Bourbon Depression, yeah. and then another company sort of bought that name and made the recipe almost as an ode to the original. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's... And people are buying nostalgia in a bottle. Yeah, really right? tasty, brown nostalgia. that Which is appropriate for what we're doing here on this program is uh, we're wrapping... Our love of bourbon in a beautiful nostalgic blanket. Yep. Hey, I think uh, that probably does it for us. This is uh, the Bourbon Library After Hours. Alec and I have a chance to do a little deeper dive into some of the bourbons we've drank on our program. And uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks for listening. And if you could, please subscribe, like, share, rate, donate, shoot us an email. Hello at thebailissbrothers.com, and uh, we'll make sure to stay connected. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Stay well. To drink is to live. To drink is to live. Cheers. Cheers. That was After Hours. Thanks for listening. Did you like what you heard? Join us at the Bourbon Library for more. And remember to rate, review, and share our show with friends. It's more fun drinking together. All right, until next time. Cheers.